0: And welcome to the 14th episode of the Dynasty Empire League podcast on Tuesday, 6th of September. I'm joined by my co host, Chris Keane. How are you?
1: Thanks, Ben. I'm um, good. Um, Brody is also here. He's just had dinner. Hi, Brody.
0: All right, I can't do this shit. <laughs> Welcome uh, in to the Empire Dynasty League podcast, Tuesday 6th of September, episode 14. Your host Ben Keeney and Hod, all here, all hosting this week, not sitting back as guests. Uh, how was the experience last week, Keeney, sitting on the other side of the pod?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it uh, emphasised how far we've come as a group. When you see sort of the newbies have a go at it, it's not as easy as we make it sound, Hod. What do you think? Couldn't agree more, mate. It's
2: there's a, there's a thing out in the business world that you never get someone to
1: replace you with someone that's better, and yeah. I don't think we have to worry no. about that. <laughs> Job security at a premium here on the pod. That's
0: why we got uh, we got Jake to just sit in the back seat there and come late to the party and not write any of the script, and the DFF and Maddie Mac just ran the show there, and didn't they have the time of their life? <laughs> 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 oh, I don't think that'll ever get on. Um, but yeah, we've got a fair bit to get through because it is the season opener for week one. So fucking get up and about. But Woo! if there's ever a way, Scoot, to get up and about, it's with the news.
2: Every newsman in this city's
0: laughing at us. And I don't like it. All right. And a uh, bit of news. Not a lot of news actually going into round one here. But I think. Matty Mack hit on a fair few points last week. He actually did a good job of the news last week. That was probably one of their sharpest segments, I reckon, that they ran. Um, Trubisky named in the leadership group and number one on the depth chart. What are we thinking about that, guys?
1: Yeah, no no, genuine surprise, I don't think. It's probably just a matter of how long do they persist with him. Um, they're, a, they're an interesting team to get a handle on the Steelers, I think, this year. So... He could uh, he could be okay, Trubisky, or do they turn to uh, the man with small hands, Kenny Pickett? See what you did. Yeah, I um, I don't know how long this
2: one will last. I think uh, Benny Roth came out recently and said you got to hand the keys over to the young fella. I think he may be reliving his glory days where he came in and had some success pretty early. So uh, I think that'll happen. Pretty soon. What do you reckon? Within the first quarter of the season? First month?
0: <laughs> I thought you meant the first quarter of, of week one. <laughs> week one. Um, Yeah, I reckon that's a fair amount of time. It really just has to be like if they look fucking horrendous on offense, all it's going to take is a little bit of pressure from the public and they'll fold. Um, similar to, I mean, it's not even a similar situation, but that happened with Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. And it's not like he's been a world beater and he wasn't the uh, most highly rated pick coming out of the draft either. But all it takes is just having a young guy in the wings and a bit of public pressure and they usually crumble.
1: There is, there's probably only one element that I'll just add here. They start off at the Bengals, which is a pretty tough matchup. Then they're home for the Patriots, at the Browns and then home for the Jets. Now, if you do replace him after week four, they do play at the Buffalo Bills, which is a tough initiation for a rookie, into the Tampa Bay defense the second week up. So just, I reckon there's got to be sort of some timing around when they throw the rookie into the fire a little bit.
0: I'm just reading between the lines there. Does it just sound like Pittsburgh are going to suck this year and every week's going to be a hard matchup?
1: Well, yeah, maybe there's a bit of that. But uh, there's something to be said, I think, about keeping the, the experienced guy out there for a little while, not uh, not killing the rookie early days. Yeah. Is there, though, do, do we do we recall a, a certain Herb
2: playing his first game maybe against the Kansas City Chiefs and wowing the world?
0: Getting uh, the start with the old punctured lung ahead of him in pre-game warm-up, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm quoting a very scattered memory,
1: uh, but I think that may have been the case and oh, he no, thrived. It was, no, you're spot on. He it was did. like a really um, late call-up. Yeah, it was very late, so he wasn't going to. Um, yeah, there's probably two trains of thought with that, I suppose. I mean, Mahomes sat for a whole year, didn't he? So, there's probably different ways to look at it. Deshaun Watson came in after about a week or two. So, yeah, there's a few different ways to look at it. I but think- Maybe they just throw him in there. I don't know.
0: There's signs for both ways as well. Like, Zach Wilson got absolutely thrown to the wolves when he got destroyed by the Patriots D that time and said he was seeing ghosts. And, I mean, we're still yet to see if he's come out of it, but... He doesn't look like he's been mentally scarred for life after that.
1: Well, you would be after seeing some D running at you. <laughs> you love a bit of D running right get, at you. He did get mono, didn't he? Or was that, Sam Donald? <laughs> well, I'll tell you who the
2: 49ers won't be throwing out this week, Ooh. Benny.
0: Who's that, Hod?
2: Oh, I thought that was a great segue for you <laughs> to just take it and run. I you going to run with it. Uh, Trey it. Sermon. It's a... Pretty big talking point for our league, I would have thought. Keeney, you had some thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I think we discussed whether to mention this and uh, you probably said, oh, it's not that big a news really. I mean, it's not a huge surprise. But then I did add that he went for a pretty tasty pick in our rookie draft just 12 months ago. So I think that's significant for a dynasty. We do value those first and second round picks pretty highly. So to have one sort of fall by the wayside, even though he has been picked up by Philly now, it's not a terrible landing spot. Um, that's that's a pretty big uh, swing and a miss. It's it tests this Shanahan
2: theory again. I, I feel like he likes to have the um, the lackluster name or the lesser draft pick or the undrafted free agent to come in, and that's his claim. Because I think mm-hmm. if you have the high picks, it's sort of expected they come in and do well. But he brought in Elijah Mitchell last L- Elijah Mitchell last year. Now he's the starter. You have Jeff Wilson, who I think was an undrafted free agent. You have Jordan Mason, who's in there now. And then you have the third round pick, which they did invest in. But still some no names behind that have taken over from Sermon's spot. So will be mm. very interesting. Off the top yeah, of your Cole. head,
0: do you remember what Trey Sermon was in real life NFL draft?
2: Third, I think. Yeah, I second second third. or third.
0: It's yep. a pretty high investment to cut them. Cut him only, what, two year, second year? Yeah, he was a rookie, so second. Yeah, week. just That's, one year, uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. But I just looked at it, the rookie draft and Ramondre Stevenson and Pat Frymouth went back-to-back picks after Trey Sermon. So, hmm. you know, it's pretty uh, – those blokes' are uh, dynasty value are definitely on the rise, so it's just an interesting, yeah, situation. Yeah,
1: and I suppose for Scoot, he gets uh, helped out by the fact that he does have Elijah Mitchell, so he's probably not devastated because he did have a big win in that trade, which we touched on a few weeks ago, but – um any other news, Benjamin?
0: Um, Jason Peters signed by the Cowboys. Mm. Just been thrown in here as an additional piece of news. Did you add that one, Hod, or was it you? I
1: did. I did.
2: I just uh, did a quick uh, skim of the NFL news, and I thought that was notable. The Cowboys are obviously a pretty high-profile team, and that offense uh, will be looking to take a, a step or approve it year with without Amari Cooper, but losing uh, the left tackle. Uh, why does his name escape me? Tyron Smith. Yeah. Uh, that's a fairly big deal for Dak. I think there's a nice little stat out there that shows his splits with and without Tyron Smith. So Jason Peters obviously been uh, one of the best to do it for a long time. I think he's 38 or thereabouts now, but he still was playing at a pretty high level when he retired or um, got the flick. So it, it I mean, it, it is a, a body, uh, that they probably needed a position yep. of importance. He
1: no no joke, Hod. He turns forty one in January. <laughs> forty one. There you uh, go.
0: How old was Whitworth last year? He was 40 No, uh, thirty eight. He wasn't forty? Okay. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I actually think that's more impressive to be playing that position in that age 39. than I can
2: I could see why you thought he was forty. It's a certain it skinhead does... sort of, you know, oh. look about him. That he looks like Scoot.
0: How would you describe that, Hod?
2: Uh, lacking hair up there
0: (laughs) (laughs) very good well I didn't realise the DFF came back to co-host the podcast with us uh, uh, uh. let's uh, move on some injuries here Alan Lazard's just listed as doubtful um an interesting one to watch on Timoss's list there. If he will go ahead and get the start up, but as the resident Green Bay fan, he's not sold on Lazard even being the number I one option in that offense.
2: Just about to
1: say, is it really interesting after
0: Maddie's whack last week? Yeah, he, he likes a bit of doob doobs instead. He does.
1: We'll, we'll be interesting to see how he gets used in this offense, though, because yeah. it, it is an offense that lacks a genuine number one wide receiver at the moment. Yep, it's a it's a very good point. I was with our. Uh, what do we What do we do last night?
2: The wins pool pull, uh, skimming through the Super Bowl odds. I was genuinely shocked at Green Bay's fifth favorite uh, with losing Adams and just having not a proven receiver there. Not a not a whole lot has changed outside of that. I still think that's a really interesting position group moving forward with obviously Rogers. Uh, so. I think their defense has improved a lot, though, and and Matt was singing their praise as being one of the best units in the NFL, so maybe it's on the back of that, but still going to be interesting with some expectations still there where I actually came into the year without expectation for the Packers.
0: Yeah, bit of a crapshoot, I think, at that position. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Uh, another one for Thayas here is James Robinson returning week one from his Achilles. I think that's big news. I uh, don't know if he's happy with that or not with having Travis Etienne as well on his roster. But I suppose having two startable running backs means he has more trade assets as well. So you've got to be happy with that. Um, just some other notable ones here. Waddle, Higgins, London, they all return to practice. Your mate Keeney, Chris Godwin, shed his knee brace. That's a good sign. How are you feeling about that?
1: Oh, he shed his knee brace. I shed a tear. It's great to great to <laughs> uh, great to see. really is. I don't know if he'll get the start. I think he might be on limited sort of Snap count in the first month or so, so I think they might ease him in. So he might just be right in the pine for the first month or so. I think I heard they were playing him at center for the first few weeks. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, that's the although, having said that, that might actually help him because when they do get it out quickly, um, under center, they normally do look for Godwin on those little short sort of immediate routes. So who knows? They're an interesting offense, the Bucks. Yep, not sure what to Lots make of them this year. Of
0: doubt amongst that team, I think that'll they'll be an interesting team to watch week one. Uh, and, and then, uh, yeah, go.
1: I was going to say a little teaser ahead to a uh, a nice hot take prediction by one of our league members involves the Bucks. Ooh. So we'll get to that.
0: Nice way to towards the end of the pod, dangle a, a little carrot there for people <inaudible> to keep just wanting to nibble on. Nibbling on that little carrot as we go through it. Uh, last notable news here is Zach Wilson. He hasn't been officially ruled out for week one, so the DFF just hanging on with a hope and a prayer. But uh, speaking of, mm. the man, he broke his number one rule. A trade went down this week involving the DFF.
2: The DFF's number one rule, number one rule to secret of success. Yeah, Trade as little as possible.
0: Well... <laughs> Is his rule trade as little or as little quality as possible? I'm not sure because the uh, the trade was the DFF getting in Jacoby Brissett and trading with the Prestige Worldwide for a 2023 third, just as a straight swap there. What are our thoughts, boys?
2: Hod? Hmm. I don't really have a lot of thought on it. To be uh, frank, I... I only noticed this actually late last night. I didn't even know at our dinner that this had taken place. Uh, But obviously, just talks to the DFF's quarterback room. I I think you brought it up last week, Keeney, that he had penciled in five starters for week one, and he actually has one before this trade. So, probably a little bit of desperation. Maybe the DFF likes where his list is at outside of quarterback and thinks this can bridge the gap. Uh, to those 10 wins that he's going to get. So, uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's fair value to me, whatever. T- 2023 third, that's probably a nice pick. I think it was an early third, wasn't it? Well, it's his, it's his own.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, probably. Very
1: real, early. So, real early. <laughs> now, I, I think there's a there's a few factors at play here. I think, A, he wants to beat Jim in week one. So, I think there's definitely an element of... Having that QB to start in the Superflex Week One, but also it sort of indicates that he's, as you said, hot. He's he might be pretty high on his team, and he thinks he's not here to play the Jalen Waddle on the taxi squad game this year. He's here to score points and try and make the playoffs. So I don't mind that approach. Um, it, but really, it comes down to it's a third rounder for a ten week rental because in ten weeks' time, he's worth less than a third rounder. So or um, he
0: might he might try and flip him to someone else. He, You know, he's got him that himself. sort of mind of thinking ahead, <laughs> thinking three steps ahead, and maybe the week before Deshaun comes back, he might try and flip him for some value. Who knows? I reckon uh,
2: might Steph's, ask Matt. Steph's every chance. I was just about to say to probably offer him back to Matt. <laughs> That's typically what he does, isn't it?
0: Hey, for a third, for a second. You never know. He, Steph might get the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: how many times can we possibly play that?
0: Time will tell. But uh, now that we are going to wrap up with the news, here let's move on. Now that we're getting on the cusp of week one, it's time for some previews. Oh, well,
1: I said with all due respect, that,
0: no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. Sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean in the that. Geneva
2: Convention. Just
0: look it up. No. And the week one previews brought to you by Duck Powder. It's not what it looks like. Kick it off with the first game, Keeney. I will and.
1: How bloody good is it? We're three days away from EDL3 and we kicked this off with an absolute cracker, I reckon. Pretty uh, unlucky not to get top billing, this one. Can oh. I Can I ask, what's EDL? Isn't it ELD? Sorry, ELD, yeah. <laughs> ELDP. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, once again, thanks to, uh, to Duck Powder. It's not what it looks like. We've got the Park City Lions here up against oj's legal team it's uh we did reach out to all the league members today and we asked them to uh, have a little tip on who they think's going to win this we've got the league thinking that ben's about a 64 percent chance uh in this one uh sleeper thinks it's probably closer to 50 50 they have changed their little algorithm i think sleeper so it's a bit more realistic but um yeah 152 projection to 144 this one's as i said before pretty unlucky not to get match of the week um it's a it's an absolute cracker, but uh, a few comments from both sides here. Some good points here. How's the Browns' offense going to look with uh, Jacoby Brissett? We just spoke about him uh, under set and how's under center and how's that impact for both Chubb and Amari, which you'll no doubt be starting. Um, just just question without notice, Ben. Amari Cooper is that a auto start for you with Jacoby Brissett under center?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he is a start until I don't like what I see. Uh, and then I will, you know, figure it out from there. But I think it'd be silly to bench him for week one because you, he really is the number one option on that offense for as their wide receiver group.
2: Um, I'll chime in on this. I, I, I find some hypocrisy in the uh pods. And yes, I'm back listening to some NFL pods. <laughs> so the season must be close. But like you hear of this, and it's like Jacoby Brissett, uh, You know, going to bring down Amari Cooper, even though he's a number one. But then, you know, people are happy to say that Kyle Pitts is just set in for this world-beating season with Mariota at quarterback. I don't see the consistency there. I I think, um, if anything, Mariota's more likely to drop, uh, drop it and run with the ball Mm -hmm. rather than Brissett's going to be looking for Amari Cooper most times. So there is a some inconsistencies out there, but. Anyway, see how it goes.
1: No, it's a it's a very valid point. Um, moving on to Jake's roster, Ben. You touched on the fact that, and we did talk about how deep his roster is. But uh, he does have the great Stiffenson currently riding on the on the pine. So not getting a huge rise out of the legal team certainly uh, sort of reflects Thais before nine o'clock uh, in the morning. The old stiff on the pine, but uh, and the other one, Ben. I, you rightfully say last year you you played the three niners. With Jimmy G, you sort of knew what you are going to get every week. Obviously, uh, Debo turned into a pseudo running back there for you, but it'll be an interesting watch to see how uh, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo perform with Trey Lance under centre this week, um, which I think Jake sort of made reference to as well. And the other thing he did mention, Ben, which won't please you too much, is that you better pray for no injuries in week one because if you do get a few, it could be a long season with only one good bench player. How do you respond to that, please?
0: I just think that Jake's slowly turning into the Donald Trump of the league. He just seems to make these bold claims without any fact-checking. Who's the one good player on my bench that he's yeah. referencing there? What? Exactly. You've got none. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a good point. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I just think, Jake, he's already thinking about weeks two, three, and four because he's already written off this week, so Ooh. that's all good.
2: Oh, one, one thing I learned. What are you from- laughing at? <laughs> Uh, one thing I learned there is, how did you know that Debo
1: was from Sudan? <laughs> I said he was a pseudo running back, mate. <laughs> Learn the word. It starts with a P. Jeefers. It's a bit rough, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. All right. We'll uh, move on to the the purple team Tim, here. Before you do, Jake's last point was, this game is only one of three decent matchups this week. Um how, I can't possibly agree with that. It's week one of the dynasty season. Whatever happens, there's going to be six storylines about teams thinking they're going to be better than what they think, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I'm pumped for all the matchups.
2: Yep. Yeah, and good on you, Kenny. Because if that's not the biggest Donald Trump comment you can make, yes. just just already stomping on the little world, the w- little world people. What are they called? <laughs> Sudan. Oh, stop it, the Debo. Um, yeah, that's a pretty shit comment, Jake. Pull your head in. Yeah, now let's move on to the purple highlighting team here, which is myself <laughs> and another barnstormer Keeney versus Matt, the grouse versus the prestige worldwide reigning champs. And let's have a look at the stats here. They they are right down. Uh, the grouse here at 81 percent, pretty uh, unanimous almost. Um, That's pretty heavy to Thais. 18% chance here. But then you look at the projections and you see why. 162. Jesus Christ. That is a big score, Keeney. I think you were in 160s most of the weeks last year, weren't you? Yes. Oh, Yep, just playing it cool. Uh, The Prestige Worldwide. Now, this team can go many ways this year. We've talked Mm -hmm. about it. He's talked about it. He's got options. I don't think he really cares what way he goes uh, in the bedroom and everywhere else. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a 35-point differential, uh, which is translated into Sleeper only, giving it a 65% nod to yourself, Keeney. So, Sleeper has it a bit closer, but we'll get into the comments. Now, this must be Thais's first one, because who has the better running back room? I think um, there's no denying that the Grouse have that covered, and then some. But the likely Keeney's last dynasty matchup before Klazs. Any comments here, Kaney? Give us
1: the mood. What What are you feeling? No, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about little. For those that aren't aware, I'm expecting a little uh, little child in the next week or so. So uh, a little, yeah. Now feeling feeling good. Just a little little baby class.
2: Little uh, strawberry blonde with a crazy haircut he and a sh- really good set of
0: hands.
1: He should have <laughs> good mitts. At the very least, and uh, some, some ginger on top, I think, for so sure. So, he's
0: not going to come out with some Kenny Pickett? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, he should have bigger hands than Kenny and Carson Wentz. <laughs> Jesus. Same G- hair as Carson Wentz, though. Ginger on top. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, and the last one here from the reigning champ, it's a shame that Claz, Clayton Oliver, isn't already born. Keeney could bring him into the ring ceremony. He always just he always just ties it back to himself. Brings it back. Always. I don't know how I feel about Matt winning. I, I did like it at the time because I was high as yeah. a kite in Yarrawonga where the uh longer, longer. <laughs> and the uh prelim week rematch.
1: These, these are your comments here Keeney. He doesn't um, do he doesn't do modesty well, does he? No. No, like he doesn't. He's never never one to say well done, bad luck. All the best. He's just he's more I'm going to take photos of my anus and send it on uh, Messenger. That's more his style.
0: In fairness, I'll, I'll be an impartial person here. I don't think you've uh, excelled at modesty when we used to play FIFA back in the days.
1: No, that's fair. I did uh, I did say to Thais after he knocked me off in the prelim, well done, mate, all the best next week, and just, just said absolutely nothing and just kept going, you suck your shit, suck shit. Yeah, that's shit form. Were you, were you a good FIFA player, Keeney? Nah, terrible. Ter- oh, that's what I would have thought.
2: He,
0: he, uh, like you and your pitch and putt days, he walked home many a time after a frustrating
2: game. Uh, See, that's just passion. When when you're not up to your own standards, you just get out of there. Get out of there real quick.
1: Slight segue, but Madden, Ben, how many times did I fumble in Madden and I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm, yeah. I can't hack it. Madden is the most tilting game ever yeah. if you keep fumbling and Katie turning the would ball over. Anyway,
0: lose his mind because he'd get this crazy interception and fumble on the next play. Ford <laughs> neck himself. During the
1: interception. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Sorry. Uh, very good. All right.
2: The prelim week rematch. Uh, will Thais' tin ass fortune throughout the 2021 playoffs continue?
1: Had to knock him down just a fraction.
2: You're obviously a- uh, obviously took it well. Actually, Thais knocked both of you off. Yeah, on his, on his quest for the title. He did. I didn't even know that. Um, sh- and now, oh, why does this bloke get airtime every single week? Surely Evan Ingram isn't a startable player. Keeney, t- are you worried
1: about facing Evan Ingram? No, that was a genuine comment. Is he E-squared on him? Yeah, he's starting. He's been in there all summer. Is he just playing mind games Ooh, with you? It's a it's a big mind
2: game. It is. I reckon you're losing hours of sleep about that one. And now, the last one, and this is the best one. Tassels, your favorite player, Keeney. All of our favorite player after your stash with him last year. And who knows? We will see. In a few days' time, what this Clayton Oliver looks like because the Tassels got into the DMs. So we'll just see how this one plays <laughs> out. But the Tassels versus the Grouse to open the season couldn't have been scripted any better. Have you got have you changed your tune, Kenny, on big Joshy
1: Tassels Allen? Oh, he's probably better than what I thought <laughs> at this stage. Um, I'll still reserve judgment for this year.
0: Wasn't your number one knock on him that his one good season could have been an outlier? Yeah. Yep. So less likely on that. Less basis. likely now. Yep. Um all right, shall we move on, Hod?
2: Absolutely to an absolute barnstormer, a barnstormer. again.
0: Barnstormer, I feel like that's a term that we use an awful lot on this pod, a barnstormer when we talk about matchups. But we have yep. the San Diego Demons against yourself, the real humdingers, Hod.
2: You know what? It will be. It'll be a plethora of barnstormers on this episode.
0: It absolutely, will be a plethora of barnstormers. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so, how does the league see this one? Well, it's it's pretty close in the league's thoughts here. They've got zero percent to the Humdingers, a hundred percent to the demons here, uh, and the projections are looking somewhat similar. There, one hundred and forty-six to one hundred and twelve. Um, so it's giving you a slight chance, a thirty-four percent chance on sleeper, where the league's giving you donuts there, hod. How do you feel about that?
2: Ah, oh, nah, it's it doesn't phase us. We're uh, as you'll see in the next little comment there. We've got our motivation this week, and we'll just take it a week at a time at the Dingerland.
0: Well, if there's one thing the Dingers do, they just they give themselves a bit of insurance and just make sure they're thinking about the long game there, and uh, just not taking any. Any chances? Heavy favourite is your first comment, Hob. I assume you could be talking about yourself there.
2: Uh, no, 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 no. I was uh, giving credit where credit's due. Camo is one of the, oh God, uh, the top the old... dogs in this league. So it will be an almighty uh, victory to pull off.
3: <laughs>
0: what's what's this old circle jerk business that Hod and Camo are yeah. up to these days? They started as fierce rivals and they said they used to always take pots at each other but now it's just a bit of oh they're in the best league division in the league it in makes, the world makes not me the league. sick uh look you've you've noted here and you just mentioned it before lots of motivation in this game lots of ex san diego demons on the park here we've got Dak Prescott we've got Deshaun Watson just having a little spell Nico Collins Mick Cole Hardman Nick Westbrook you just forgot Akini is part of his name there? Yeah, that? I was going to say who the oh, fuck is Nick Westbrook? Westbrook. Sounds like <laughs> a movie star. Michael Gallup, Michael Strahan, or Mike Strachan—I don't even know how to fucking <laughs> say his name. Whether they're starting or not, the vibe is up at the Dingers to knock off the demons, apparently. But is that really a story, or could you genuinely write that same fucking line for every single person that come and plays this year?
2: It's it's true. As I was
1: writing him, I thought. This is probably a weekly segment. Yeah, the best part about it is the first and third player, Dak Prescott and Nico Collins, never started a game for Camus. So I don't like how much how much attachment they have to the San Diego team. to be honest, yeah, but you you don't need to
2: spend a second. Like they will be ropeable that they are even transacted and then shipped off. Yep. The vibe is up. The boys are ready to get. The demons <laughs> down. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a stroke.
0: I know. I thought, once again, DFF had joined us. Uh, your last point here, Hod, is just on your leisure. So always, always with the, the love for Leisure Suit Larry. But he uh, unfortunately wasn't able to get any comments in. So you just get a little one sided uh, commentary there. He's got, he, he actually wrote in, I've got nothing. We'll update if I get time, which he didn't. Love the pod. He's always a big, uh, probably the number one fan. He would be the number one shareholder if we had shares in this pod. Keeney, let's get to the next
1: game. Probably would be. Uh, another great Vontae Mac division game, this one. We've got the Punishers up against the Straight Cash Homies. Once again, brought to you by Duck Powder. It's not what it looks like. Uh, this one is uh, This one's the biggest underdog slash favorite setup of the week. 100% of us thinking the Straight Cash Homies will get the job done. It is a 45-point projection in uh, differential here on Sleeper, Uh, only 71%, which seems a little off. They have adjusted that, I'm telling you, um, because I think they got a lot of complaints over the offseason about it. But 143 to 98 in the projection, so could be pretty one-sided according to that. But as we know in fantasy, anything can happen. Um, Papa was good enough, Ben. Before I start, I'll hand over to you. Actually,
0: I was just going to say, could this start also another weekly segment of Will Papa's projections crack a hundred? That seems well, to be.
1: It's it's a good it's a good segue because that was one Tim only did one comment for the whole of the survey and I did it for him. But it was that <laughs> uh, as always. It's going, to, it's going to be a long season for the Punishers. With his highest projected score of the year is a hundred point seven in week four. So, it look, everyone's a winner, as we know, whether you're tanking or winning, everyone's a winner. But, uh, th- look, the plus side is for Papa. He's going to get plenty of sleep on a Monday. No need to set that alarm if you really don't need to or want to. And uh, maybe talk to Jim if you need any advice about waking up. Hod. Did uh, Thais end up setting the weeks for the double money? Not yet. That is uh, on the to-do list and it will be announced via the messenger before we uh, kick off Friday. It won't be week one, though. He's just do you taking think, his time. Do you think he'll tease Papa and possibly put it week four just to get him up <laughs> and about? Get the juices flowing. I'd say, and we'll touch on it later, but that, uh, that'll be a prized selection in the Eliminator pool, the Punishers, potentially.
3: That's mm. a bit harsh.
1: I don't want to lift the spirits up a little bit. Let's... Uh, Let's actually go into some of Papa's comments. And it was, he did, he took a good opportunity here to have a crack at at Timos. He's not a huge fan of him, I don't think. But uh, his first comment was, How far into this game will Malik Willis be in at QB for the Titans? Now, a little bit facetious there, I think. But he did have a nice third preseason game. If we're (laughs) going to, we're going to go a bit of a stretch there, I think. But uh, do we think Malik Willis, gents, will see any time at all this year?
2: Uh, look following the two minute drillers actually no they're in my division of the colts so i do have a vested interest in the tennessee uh and i have been doing some reading and there is some talk that tennessee could be one of those teams that drop off they were the number one seed last year might have a bit of a hangover uh they've lost aj brown they just lost the pass rusher Harold Landry, is it? Yes, uh, yeah. pretty handy player. So there's a, there's always that team at the start of the year that just gets unlucky straight away. And if if that's a sign for the the Titans, perhaps this could be a year where Tannehill and and I don't want to say that for Tim because there's not much behind there in that position for the straight cash homies. But if Tannehill had something go wrong, uh, Malik Willis could be in there and. He has been somewhat impressive in the preseason. Uh, he's got a unique, uh, some something unique about him. I'll, I'll give him that much.
1: Well, and it's he'd be an interesting fit with Derrick Henry because, like, I think the beauty of having any Ravens running back is there's there's always light boxes because they have to defend against Lamar. Now, imagine if you had Malik and Derrick Henry. Which one are you defending? It'd be a. I think Derrick Henry could be super efficient if he had Malik Willis under center.
0: Yeah, mm. I like that. I like that. Also, so, I like your point, Hod. They've got a very, very tough week one matchup, the Titans. So, it's it upset be, special that one, Ben. Yeah, could be a. rough start um,
1: Speaking of the Giants, Papa is not uh, not too shy pumping up his own here. Daniel Jones to be the QB one in the first week, which is a uh, maybe a bit of a stretch. But I like the optimism. And will this be the biggest upset in the Empire Dynasty League history? Well, I tell you. With a 45-point projection, it would probably be if he could get the get the chocolates here over, over Timos. But uh, even still with that lopsided projection, I'm still looking forward to this one.
0: VQB1, just AQB1 would be a bold prediction for <laughs> Daniel Jones, wouldn't it?
2: Now, it'd be a little wrong if we didn't mention. Now, this is a rivalry between two blokes that often have digs at each other's pot bellies. Now... Papa is indulging overseas at the moment. And are we concerned that possibly he's been saving all that cash to just go absolutely bananas on this holiday? He could come back looking like Derek Kickett. He could be (laughs) fat as a house when he comes back from this little hiatus in Bali. Unless he's getting the job done every morning, afternoon, and evening with the lovely I think he uh, could put a few pounds on and Timos will just lap this up. I know it. Imagine going
1: from a $43 weekly shop to a big buffet every day in Bali. Like you couldn't help yourself. There's going to be a new definition for Bali belly. That's
2: what's going to happen.
1: (laughs) Because the receipt at the bottom says $0 every morning. It's just go fucking nuts. (laughs) You look like Leonard
0: Fournette.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Next game. Who we got? Next game,
0: Hod. Oh,
2: that's me. The Purple Pride again. Uh, All right. Manny versus Scoot. Uh, Boys, can we just a little, uh, you know, tune up for next week? Can we get the actual team names? I like referencing team names for this. And then I have to remember what they're called. Um, I thought
0: thought you were better than using the old teleprompter. I thought you could think on your feet, mate.
2: Yeah, what are, we got the Bayside uh, executioners, executioners, and the sensible haircuts. That's the one. Now, let's just scroll back up here and have a look at the stats for this week's game between these two. Talk and us through more of what you're this doing is, live. Is,
1: is that Matty Mac back on the pod?
2: <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Blue M and M's. Well, <laughs> let's move to seventy-two percent for the. See, this is what I mean. Johnny United's what? haircuts, the sensible haircuts. 72% You're kidding for uh, Manny to take this one, giving Scoot 27%. That's 27.3% more than I thought he'd get on any week this year. Please. But uh, a, a pretty close projection. So I'm not sure where this uh, lopsidedness is coming from the league. Not rating Scoot, obviously, but uh, only a 4.5 uh, differential, 114 to 109. And a very close sleeper percentage here with 52 to 48%. So could we have a tight one on our hands here with these two gentlemen, these two sensible haircuts? Now, Scoot has kicked us off here with the comments. And these comments, I think the reigning champ did want us to read every comment out, and that's what we're going to do for him. Scoot says here, for me to win, my one hope is Manny's mum, sets. Her lineup because she hasn't got a clue. That's a bit harsh. She's <laughs> our, she's she's out. Well, she is our only female listener after last week's comments by Matt. Is, but we is, won't we won't dive into that.
1: Is she in the league now? Why is she setting her lineup, mate? Isn't it his lineup?
2: Oh, they're co Oh, see this—that was a bit of improv by me, and I've yeah. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just never go off the teleprompter, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, you know.
0: Do we need to recap here? You you say we we lost. Our only other female listener last week. Hot. Yeah,
2: yeah, there was some comments made and didn't go down too well, so anyway, we are uh, oh no oh no no not, not like that. just just uh, just taking a break from the uh, podcast just giving us some time to
1: remaster our work. Our listenership just plummeted. So look we,
0: <laughs> we let three people take over and we lose a large yeah. portion of our listeners in one go. That's disappointing.
2: But you know what, boys? We—it's we, our job again to get the listeners up, and Da-da-da. that's what we're going to do, starting right now. Will be interesting to see how his one running back approach works. <laughs> Is Sanders seriously his only starting running back? Mm. What do we think? I haven't uh,
1: dove deep enough. He's into been this, uh, running back room. He's been injured all well, for the last four weeks with a little hammy as well. And
0: Trey uh, Sermon now—he did—he uh, did have
1: Marlon Mack floating around the uh, sensible haircuts, but, of course, he got cut as well. Or well, floating uh, is a good term for it. Look, Jarek uh, McKinnon's the startable asset, I think, for Kansas City. Throw him in there, see if he can score five or six. I just, he did look, it pretty well
0: last year. Manny genuinely hasn't even put someone in his RB2 spot. That's I yeah. think that's what, the, what Scoot's talking about here. Yeah.
2: And, uh, well, he's also got a pretty handy asset in Kenneth Walker, if you don't listen to Keeney's thoughts on him this year. He's obviously... Penciled in Rashad Penny to be the starting back for the whole season, but that will uh, remain to be seen. And last one here from Scooter is, if I lose to a team with Sanders as their only back, uh, it could be a new low for the executioners, which is saying something because he got beaten by the DFF and James last year. (laughs) That was a pretty, pretty ordinary year for the Bayside executioners. Uh, but we will move on to stop playing with the teleprompter, boys. The uh, thoughts of Manny: Will this be the lowest total non bi week score in the history of the EDL? So he doesn't rate Scoot here. Uh, can the sensible haircuts get to a four and two record again before going into tank mode? That's a very good point. I, I still, I still can't believe what uh, took place last year. But- That's
1: um. That's a bit of a humble brag, by the way. That's He's just throwing it out there that yeah. he was flying and then just decided to tank. Yeah, it's all on his accord. There is yep. method
2: to his madness at yeah. all times. And last one here. Scoot has no bald players on his roster. That's Again, just having a dig at the lack of hair up there. And even a few very long-haired guys like Hayden Hurst and Foster Moreau. Is he overcompensating, boys? <laughs> is he... Is he picking up players for the locks?
1: I did get a little chuckle when I read that, (laughs) I've got to say. He's done
2: very well there to bring it back to the haircuts.
0: Yes. Very good. All right. Well, that could only leave us with one game left, which happens to also coincidentally be the game of the round, boys. if that music doesn't just get you up and about leading into Ooh. the season here. And I talk of none other than the DFF taking on the Gym City Stallions. If there are ever two blokes to talk as much smack in this league coming up in a week one head-to-head matchup, it could not make for a better storyline than this matchup here. And their, uh, their comments haven't held back either. Are you excited about this matchup, boys, just before I start?
1: Absolutely. I'll be uh, tuning in to see the scores tick over on Monday on this matchup, uh, more so than my own, I reckon. I, I,
2: are you really asking me this? Like, you boys have done it here. You have come up with this matchup of the week, and of course it is. It's the greatest division in world sport. If It's huge. There is so much henschke on the line here, so many large caramel sundays to be eaten <laughs> on top of each other if they choose to do so. It's a massive game. A barnstormer, you might say.
0: Oh, it's a plethora of points could be scored in this one. Uh, Jim's <laughs> comments to start it off here. He reckons it'll all be over after after game one of the NFL season. Hashtag cup to dominate. Don't think hashtags are a thing anymore, Jim, but I like that you're still keeping them around. Yeah. Uh, and he also can't wait for his bottle of Henschke because, of course, there is a bottle on this game, just head-to-head matchup. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is an interesting one because I will go back to what the league thinks on this, 72% giving it to the Stallions here, boys, where mm. Sleeper's got a much closer affair than that, only 53% to the Stallions. And DFF, if you're doing the mass at home, that's you, 47%, according to Sleeper. Uh, so that is a very tantalizing matchup for a bottle to be on the line for and one that I'm sure will have many swings both ways. And I,
1: I haven't looked at the... Um the results from the polls, but I can only assume that every week, Matt and Steph will pick the DFF to win each week. So, that tells me that he's hardly had anyone else in the league pick the DFF, which was interesting.
0: One more person outside of Steph and, and uh, uh, Thais there that's picked it, yep. and he happens to care about the state of the hair on top of people's heads. Um, read into that little... That <laughs> Clue. <laughs> very... <laughs> Cryptic. <laughs> Cryptic clue, that one. Uh, snip, snip. And then uh, Cooper Cup. I'm pretty sure it's spelt with a K. It is. DFF, not a C. But he spelt Cup with a double P and a C there. So Cooper <laughs> Cup. <laughs> no, nah, isn't that
1: Jim first? Is it Jim? Oh, he loves the double P and
2: the C. What do you mean? Uh, oh, no, it is. No, it is. No, it is uh, the DFF the sorry.
0: DFF kicks in. Jim only did two comments there. and That's okay. Less is, less is more sometimes. But Cooper Cup and Higby versus Cam Akers on the Friday. What an interesting start to the season for the DFF versus Ashton. And he's still just going to keep that Ashton uh, nickname going. And for anyone playing at home who forgot what Ashton meant, that's uh, Ashton Kutcher, who also starred in that 70s show, which uh, that's what DFF thinks he's going to score every week. But Trey in the Bay is also an interesting watch here and – Steph thinks he needs a big start from this man. The 49ers have given him the keys and now it's time to put the foot down for the DFF will be interesting to see if Jalen hurts can continue his form for Ashton. I'm not sold just yet. And that's coming from a Philly man. So very interesting.
2: Um, Sorry, Benny, you I saw there was one more comment. Finish off there and then I'll touch on Jim's thoughts.
0: You want me to finish off? No worries. Will Zach Wilson get the nod for week one? Uh, we did touch on that in the news. And as DFF wants to finish with, P.S., how did I manage to get the buy in week one?
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. You you two have to answer for that. You set the sketch. But I actually, just re- reflecting on everyone's comments for this week i thought they were a bit more at the man whereas jim has come in with some you know looking at the matchups and the players and that's typically what we've done in the past we've we've exploited matchups where we think we can score points and it's refreshing hearing jim go through this maybe he isn't going to sleep through the games maybe he's a bit switched on this year and a dark
1: horse perhaps i reckon he's uh i reckon you're right i reckon he's He's loving what he's going to bring to the table this year. I think he thinks he's a genuine sniff. Um, and just before we move on to the next segment, Ben, which uh, I always tend to get wrong, um, just some quick numbers to throw at you. Ashton, referencing as you did that he's a seventy sort of scorer, Jim. He's never scored seventy in the E.D.L. But uh, I tell you who has. Who? His opponent this week. The DFF oh. has put, posted a little 70. So it's interesting that uh has got do. that nickname.
0: That's hard to do in this league where you got super flex and tight end premium and oh, yeah, uh, extra flex spot. Yeah.
2: Didn't, uh, didn't the DFF post a real low score? Like well below 70? I could yeah. have started
1: with a four. Uh, he's got one that starts with a five. A five. Against you. Actually, his 70 was against you. And his 57 was against you as well.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Defense. So I don't baby. know who
2: Ashton is. Yeah. Well, Ashton's on top of the world. That's who he is compared to those scores. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, that's, that uh, is the conclusion of the previews there for our week one matchup. And I'm sure there will be plenty of reflection to be had on these matchups. But uh, speaking of anticipation, I'm very anticipated for our next segment, which is one of my faves. That's the
3: power of love. That's the power of
0: love. Best drop of all the segments, the power rankings. Kick it off with the bottom third rent. There's another term that gets used yes. far too frequently on this pod, but we'll bring it back. Kenny. We're
1: back with the third rants, boys, the power ratings. We're back, oh. in, we're back in business with the power ratings. Uh, number 12. Now he thought number nine wasn't any good last year, but let me tell you, he's got a new Nicky boys. It's number twelve. Pappa's Punishers locking him, locking himself away down there. The twelfth man. Number eleven. Number eleven. Uh, the Dingers. The Dingers. They've uh, they may have risen from one spot last year, so you're on the upward uh, spiral there, Hod. Number ten. Bayside Executioners. And rounding out the bottom third, joint, we have. The Johnny United sensible haircuts. Interesting. Uh, Thought he might be a little high, but there you go. Who's got the middle third?
2: That would be me.
1: And the
2: irony with the dingers, there was only one way from twelve, and that is up, and that's where the dingers sit, nice and proud, (laughs) every time we're used. Now, number eight. Things things
0: could go wrong for the dingers. Well, they could snap.
1: Will bend. Little, little
2: shaft bandage.
0: Now, <laughs> 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 number eight.
2: Come on, get on with it. The haircut. The, uh, number eight, the DFF. He, uh, he won't Ooh. be happy with that. I don't think. I think he may have thought he'd be in the top verdrant, but, uh, reality kicks in most of the time. Number eight is where he's landed. Number seven, where Jim seems to be quite often is uh, the Gym City Stallions sitting here uh, to round out the bottom half. Now, the top half, this is where the money is made, boys. And this bloke has made quite a bit of money, actually, uh, over the two seasons. Number six, the straight cash homies. Uh, probably probably about right. And then, oh, this, this will be a nice little rivalry between the bros. Number five, the prestige worldwide. So in the middle zone here, these two teams could go either way which sets up very nicely for the top 3rd Benny.
0: Top 3rd will start at number four because that's the way the order works in reverse. OJ's legal team coming in at number four here. Uh, number three, and it is a little bit of a gap between four and three here, and that is the San Diego Demons coming in at number three. Very narrowly did I pip the San Diego Demons this week. So the Park City Lions in at number two, and of course... Everyone's darling of the off-season, the grouse just sitting there pretty at number one for our power rankings. Uh, with that being said, it's time to recap some bold predictions. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Keeney, you, uh, you happened to just get a recap of the bold predictions from last year, which I actually think is an interesting one to go back with. Yeah, we had, some, belt.
1: yeah we had some ridiculous ones, but I thought it was... Like- a good idea to go back and have a look and see how accurate we were. I'll just read off a few here. Uh, Papa to lose to the DFF this season. Now that was, that was Jake's entrance, which was humorous, but uh, Papa did beat the DFF by 104 that year. So he got that a little wrong. Um, Papa won't make playoffs. Scoot. Now you have to remember after 2020, after our first season, Papa was in the, in the granny lost by a poof, as we all know, so it was a bit of a bold call there to say that he wouldn't be back to the playoffs at all. So well done to Scooter. He, he lost by a what? 15th Jeepers. Can we say that? Probably not. You're right. Um, <laughs> Camo with a pretty nice prediction here. Nadia Harris running back one overall. Now, what was he in the end? I reckon he's three or four. That's three pretty or good. Four. Yep. Pretty damn good from Camo there. Jim to make the final. Yep. That was from Jim. Probably missed out there. I said that Josh Allen, uh, yeah, a year early potentially. I said that Josh Allen would finish outside QB five on the year. Now I'm not sure where he finished in the end, but I think that was wrong. I'm joking. He finished QB one easily. Uh, and this, ladies and gents, this could be the worst of the <laughs> worst of the lot. What was it? It was from our great man, Brody Hodges. Sam Darnold to finish. He gave himself a pretty easy mark to Sam Darnold to finish as a top ten QB. He's currently just backing up on a cart somewhere, isn't he? Now but, uh, this he is
2: this is a massive typo. It was a top <laughs> ten QB at the Panthers for starters. <laughs> and secondly, didn't we get off to a hot start, boys? Yeah, we, we were. Did. A, an MVP candidate after the first four weeks of the season, we were rouched downs after rout downs. <laughs> we were.
1: How was the propaganda? Do you remember the propaganda oh, from the DFF? Oh, That's where the was... downfall
0: started when uh, when he started comparing it to Lamar.
1: He said he had more rushing touchdowns than Lamar. Yeah, he, was he said on Lamar track. didn't have one yard uh, QB sneaks into the end zone.
0: Not not so, far off. Hot. He finished as the QB twenty nine on the season out of thirty two <laughs> teams. So not. <laughs> Where
1: will he finish this year? Do you reckon
0: QB sixty four? How about we'll go we'll go to say
2: this the DFF will love this. He'll go to finish as the QB one for the Panthers by oh. season's end.
0: You're going a double bold claim here. Gee whiz. I like it. Well, uh, let's go to the 2022. Now that we've recapped how uh, how on point this league is when it comes to their bold predictions. But it's good. You need to have a bold prediction because uh, you can't just be playing it safe. Uh, a couple here. Scoot thinks Jake missing the playoffs. And uh, mm. he's also got here that he's manifesting it daily with the prey and uh, fingers crossed emojis going on there. That's a big one. Um, similar to Papa missing the playoffs was Scoot's prediction last year. So he he mm. brought that into fruition. So maybe he's trying the same for Jake here.
1: Arguably the most consistent uh, performer over the two years. Maybe Timos in there, maybe mm-hmm. Um, But they're definitely the top three. So to fit, for him to drop off here in year three it's is call. probably a pretty bold call. Speaking of drop off.
2: Go on. Go. Oh, you want me to read my own out? One. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've got a bit of a vested interest in this, but the DFF finishes last in the best division in world sports. Is there any chance here
1: of this gentleman? Well, what wins would that be? Do you think you can get to six and eight, I think it is, six and eight, 14 games? Uh, or well, you, are you saying the DFF is going to be a real like four and 10 type of operation? Well, I don't know if this is mathematically possible, but he's getting to
2: 10 wins, which means the three <laughs> of us are getting to 11 at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I don't know if that is possible, mate. Interesting.
2: Well, we'll defy the odds.
0: We'll defy the odds. Uh yeah, it's a it's a good bold take that one. He could have. I mean, you spoke of Keeney how he's he's got some troubles at QB. Um, you know, it could all just sort of capitulate at that position and then it could be a hard hill to climb from from there. So don't mind it.
2: I mean, we could we could devote a whole episode with a world where the DFF finishes last. And we'd probably start with the host job last week.
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be a good start.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go to Thais's little prediction here, and that is uh, the Doob Doob will finish as a top 24 (laughs) wide receiver this year. And I was trying to think how often sort of a – a, a rookie wide receiver other than sort of chase and Jefferson in the past two years have done it. But you look in the great Jalen model finished as the wide receiver 16 last year. So it could certainly be in the realm of possibility. I think those three guys I mentioned had a little bit more pedigree than the old doob do, but it is an open room down at the, uh, the pack as we discussed on, and maybe Rogers finds him as his favorite
2: odd. I, I would love this to happen. He's he's obviously a favorite of mine as well, but I'm worried. Typically, what we see in the NFL is when players tend to dominate, they have people show up the next day at their front door with drug tests. And I don't like the chances for Doob Doob to get through any drug tests this year in Wisconsin. I reckon there's a few Doobs floating around Lambeau. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll, uh, I'll go to the next prediction. This is, comes from Papa. And as always, this bloke just takes this seriously. And he said, this is the year Scoot finally comes out of the closet. So uh, <laughs> thanks for that one, Papa. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> not bad. But I'm uh, I'm interested in this next one. And Jim's just doubled down on his last year prediction, yeah. which I'll remind you, 2021, Jim said, Jim to make the finals, going third person. Um, He's gone again on this. Jim City will win it all. He's just gone a bit further. He said... Yeah. You know what? I just, I was setting my bar pretty low last year. I just thought about making the final. Nah, he's all in and she I love it.
1: 9 a.m., setting the bar low. Um, I went, I went with CMC to carry the straight cash homies to a first week buy. Number one or two seed for Timos. There's a bit of a bold prediction here off the back of CMC returning. He's got to have some luck due his way, doesn't he?
2: Sure. CMC. Is that because you
0: got him in redraft?
2: I might have yeah, some. Uh, there uh, you go. Capital.
0: Well, I didn't yeah. get him this year so he's got every chance to finally oh, shake turn the injury. It up. Uh all right, what about Manny's one, there, Hod?
2: Uh well, this is, a, this is his juicy. old his old buddy old pal comeo to miss the playoffs. Uh I don't know how that's going to work when the DFF is finishing last. Oh, he still could. That means I've got to step up. But uh yeah. That's. I think that's a very bold prediction, to be honest. Um, did you actually say it. Camo, or did you? Here say you go playoffs? the next one. I'll. Uh, I'll go straight to the man who's missing the playoffs. Camo's p- bold prediction is that Jim wins a playoff game, so he's on the same track as Jim City to win it all.
0: He's gone a little bit less on the uh, on the stakes, Pop. but uh, well, got to be in it the to same win ballpark. it. Uh, and yeah, Steph. Has just gone with his own man here. Trey Lance is a top five QB on the season and Kenny Pickett gets the nod by week four. So this is what we were trying to predict earlier. So he's just calling it week four. Who did you say it was against? Someone decent? The Bills or someone?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the Bills and the Bucks. Good start. Trey Lance top five. I think that's... I don't that's, know if that's bold, is it? I think that's...
0: That's sort of where he's been drafted.
1: Yeah, QB one would have been the bold take. Mm. Has uh, has Thais got doob-doob? Yeah, he's got doob doob on the tax tax.
2: Well, there's a trend <laughs> trend uh, going on here. Uh, if if I can just jump in before the last bold prediction, so can, we've got can. we've got Maddie Mac here uh, building up his own doob doob. Yep. We've got Jim talking about himself to win it all. We've got the uh, <laughs> DFF here talking up one of his quarterbacks to finish top five of Both. the season. Um, both of them, actually, who, who and Kenny Pickett getting the nod by week four. So, like, you look at these sort of blokes and you, you can sort of <laughs> see, you can see, you know, the values and the integrity they have. Um, what's yours, Benny? What's your bold <laughs> prediction?
0: Oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I just thought I'd go with a, a hot take that Trevor Lawrence will uh, finish the, the top five QB on the Here season. Is he on your roster? He happens to be on my roster, that's right.
2: Yeah, right. That's That's an interesting, illustrious group, that Benny... Steph, Thais, talking about their own and Jim, Jim, and Jim, the foursome. Wowee!
0: Yes. Oh well. If uh, if you're not all in on your team at this part of the year, what are you even doing, Hod? That's that's all I want to say. <laughs> oh, you,
2: you know what you're doing. You're playing Dynasty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to win sometime. You got to, you know, Manny. If you're listening out there, you got to eventually just, you know, have a go can't just be sitting back thinking about the future forever. You've eventually got to go in for a season, and why not be chips in on a season? It's more fun, way more fun than the first year where I was just sitting back watching all you guys get all the wins. Let's go with our prediction. The league has gone with the prediction for the winner for this year. Don't think it comes as any surprise that with 45% of the votes, uh, the grouse gets the nod there. And both cities just coming in at 80%. 18% here uh, and that is the Park City and Gym City cities going on there which is I wow. think, equates to one vote each. <laughs> it's what uh, it Jim's
1: works. got two. Jim's got two votes. Oh, was it two each? Yeah, two each, yeah. There you go.
0: So. And I'll
1: take that. And and did you vote for yourself, Ben? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Why would I not vote for myself? I, why would I even have the doubt? I it's a good question. Keeney, you surely the voted DFF for got a
1: vote? He did. DFF got a vote
0: from himself. Yeah, yeah,
1: it would be. It uh, what about that the trend dark still counts?
0: Horse there, Keeney.
1: the dark horse. Yeah, let me just have a squeeze at that. The dark or the stallion. Oh, it's fitting, isn't it? The stallions. Um, maybe a little bit of recency bias. I don't know because we did mention it last week, man. You, Ben, that we thought he might be a nice little dark horse this year, but he got. Close to 40% of the votes here. Um, The DFF got a bit of love in this one as well as the straight cash homies as well. So they were the three main guys at the top there in the dark horse category.
0: Very nice. Fantasy MVP. This is a bit all over the place, but uh, one person to get more than one vote was CMC, which I actually think mm. is a nice little fantasy. I mean, its been, it's been a few years, but this bloke is a freak when he is healthy and firing. Some few notable names here. We've got Mark Andrews. We've got St. Brown. Jim clearly put him ja- in. The-
1: Jalen Hurts also got two votes.
0: Oh, Jalen Hurts got two. Someone one was spelled, spelled with a Z. spelled Talk us through that.
1: Uh, I can't
2: explain that one.
0: <laughs> oh, hurts with a Z. He's just spicing up the name a little bit. Tassels got a got a vote. He got a vote um, <laughs> from Thais. There's a bit of a trend as well. And then, of course, Camo voted for old Herbie Herb. Why not? Hey, and Steph voted for DeAndre Swift. This is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Steve voted for Mark Andrews. Everyone yeah. yeah, voted bit, for yeah, the replacement. There's a bit going on. There. I
0: voted for Lamar.
2: Fucking <laughs> up! Uh, it, it wasn't a wish list. It was who do you think is the MVP? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great! Oh, Actually, two votes for Swift. We uh, we missed that one too.
2: Oh, is the other one Thais?
0: No, it was Scoot. <laughs> Believe it or not.
2: Interesting. Mm. All in on the Dan Campbell's.
0: Has he got him in redraft? Is he trying to wish that into existence? I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's go. Best rookie QB hod.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, well, it says a lot about the draft class that the, the big DFF moved up to take a quarterback, but 45%, they will all be ordinary. So uh, not a whole lot of hope there for the draft class, but we have Malik Willis in second with uh, just over a quarter of the votes. Um, and then Kenny Pickett, Kenny Smallhands Pickett rounds out the top three with 18%. As the best rookie QB, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that. Not a lot of optimism <laughs> for that
1: uh, position group. Yeah, obviously not a not a lot of optimism at all. And then interestingly, following on from that, we went into the the biggest rookie QB bust, and Kenny Pickett, the first QB off the board, both in the uh, fantasy draft and in the real NFL draft. Forty five percent of people think. He will be the uh, the biggest bust this year. Now, maybe that's because he plays and the others don't. And yeah, maybe th- it's because the DFF owns him and, use, and there's a bit of that going on. We I use think, the same uh, questions
0: from last year. And I think this one's set up for pretty much Kenny Pickett to be chosen because he's the only bloke who got picked in the first round. So, he's got the highest bust potential. Uh, so, it's a little bit of baked in bias yeah. there.
1: He's got the biggest sort of opportunity cost in terms of yeah. what you gave up to get him, I suppose. Um, you know, Bailey Zapp was in there, Malik, Desmond Ritter. It's it pretty mixed after that, wasn't it? So, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Uh, fantasy points title, 81% of the league, thinking the Grouse will take that. And uh, how could you argue against it when you have, what was it, something like seven of the top eight running backs on your list that you got to start every week that is always going to be a nice advantage, Hod?
2: Well, just go back to your comment before that Keeney's the darling of the off-season. How can you be the darling when you were the number one seed last year, the highest point scorer, and then you're going into this year in the power ratings as the number one again? Like, the the, the expectation there is that he is going to be good. Isn't the darling more of the off-season hype coming from nowhere? Is That's my take on a darling. What, what, what oh, I you just think yeah. By
0: that? Yeah, that's fair. I was just All saying right. it more unanimously – yeah. Or the consensus is probably a better word than darling. sorry. Camo,
1: Camo would be the darling of this year, given yeah. that he sort of hasn't really had a huge winning record yet.
0: Actually, can I change my- But he's made
1: some moves, yeah. and I like his team.
0: Can I change my bold claim? <laughs> yeah, sure. I just thought of it then. Camo will trade himself out of being a contender before <laughs> That's playoffs. That's not bold at all. <laughs> it's going to happen. Just watch it Very happen. Very he just gets a bit itchy and sitting, he can't sit. He can't sit still with a team. Um, it's
2: because his leisure suit, Larry, is itchy.
0: That's true. And some fantasy rookie of the year names. There was uh, just a few spatterings of names here, but Brees Hall, old oh, Drake London, Traylon Burks, they were some notable ones that popped up there. And, Hod, you'd be pretty happy if that last one happened to get rookie of the year. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, we, we talked about it last week. Not the best off season, but... Uh, it's an off season for a reason. Let's get into the real stuff.
0: That's right. And, bef- and speaking of getting into the real stuff, Keeney's just going to run through a little bit of uh, housekeeping.
1: Housekeeping. <laughs> That's a good housekeeping. Like.
0: Come back later, please. <laughs> off you go, Keeney.
1: <laughs> I didn't know when that ended. That was uh, a <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, a couple of a uh, couple of things quickly. The eliminator pool will run back with that again this year. We'll make sure you get your. Submissions in before Friday, obviously. Ben's going to give out a uh, eliminator form tomorrow, aren't you, Ben? And um, yep. we'll get that, we'll get that going. Um, same deal, hundred bucks for the winner. Um, if you don't enter, you're out. So make sure you get it on time. Um, the other one was the taxi squad. Um, I've sent a message to you all individually, but just have it ready before the Friday game, and it will set. By then, and once once Friday hits and we're into the real thing, then uh, that's uh, locked in for the year, or if you want to take them off, you can. But um, that's sort of the deadline for the year. And, boys, we're only two and a half days away. It's bloody exciting, Hod. You're pumped? Oh, I'm i so pumped. And what,
2: what I'm hearing is this is amazing scenes. You've got a baby Clayton Oliver yes. pretty much due on yes. the season launch, and yes. you're banging on about fantasy. I love it.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> it's fair to say that uh, with old baby claus just knocking on the door like the housekeeping there that uh, we might not have you, your presence in next week's pod, and I think uh, Krista might be Pretty happy to see you just give this a little bit of a rest for a while and maybe focus your attention on a few other more important things than the old fantasy world that we delve ourselves into. But I reckon you, uh, you'll you struggle to stay off your phone at least at the best of times, won't you, Kenny?
1: Yeah, there'll be some red zone in the hospital, I reckon. Get me some... What's his name? Harmon? What's his first name? Who cares? Uh, can't wait. Scott uh, Hansen. Scotty, <laughs> close. Well, no. Scott Hansen. But um, you might have to have just a little sub-podcast host whilst I'm uh, on hiatus for a a little while. Would it be the DFF, would it be Thais, would it be Jake? There's some good uh, nominations there, but whatever you do choose (laughs) to do, (laughs) um, I'm sure you'll uh, produce some quality content as always. Hod, can't wait for the season to start. Good luck to everyone. I'll be in touch tomorrow with with some final housekeeping, but uh, can't wait, let's do it. I'll tell you who will be the sub, it'll be Baby Klaz.
2: You're not getting out of anything. He is jumping on and he'll be ready to go just like his old man is every week. And it's fitting that we are launching, boys. The season is launching and I got some exciting news this morning. I got confirmation that someone else has launched for the first time in 10 years. (laughs) He got some action, some blood flow. He has whacked down that many hairy blue M&Ms of late that he got the rocket firing this morning and we should be up and about for the reigning champ. He did it, boys. He got the morning glory and I wish you had that recording, Ben, of last week's song. We'll get it. We'll get it for some future episodes, but I am pumped as you could be whether I'm number 12, 11 or 1. It's still another season upon us, boys. So get up and about on your Thais podcast over and out.